G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne with the financial support of the Community Radio Federation. We come to you on the Community Radio Network through your local community radio station. In this edition of Stick Together, we get the taste of the Mass Change the Rules campaign rally held in Brisbane on November the 20th. It was the last of the rallies held across the country to bring workers together against industrial laws that have removed the right to strike, penalty rates, cemented casualisation and the labour hire industry. We follow this with a sobering memorial held on November the 16th for International Day Against Union Repression. But first, some union news. The Victorian election has returned the Labor government for a second term. The real news is the extent of the Liberal Party losses. In the last election, Labor won 47 seats with LMP holding 42, Greens 2 and Independents 1 in the uh, Legislative Council, the lower house. By Tuesday this week, Labor had 52 seats, LMP had 24, with 10 seats still in doubt. In blue ribbon seats like Hawthorne, the swing for Labor was 8.6%, with the sitting Liberal, the shadow treasurer, may be about to join the unemployment queue. The Liberal member of Box Hill, who has held the seat since 1988, was turfed out. The Upper House is showing even more curious arrangements with the Liberals losing considerably, Labor retaining 14 and uh, a whole lot of micro-parties having snuffled up the preferences. You may be aware that the trade union movement had been actively going out to the community with the message, vote for the Liberals last. The following statistics give some idea of the commitment the movement and ordinary working people put behind the message that liberal industrial policies are hurting working Australians and society in general. These figures were released by Victoria Trades Hall as they celebrated the outcome of the Victorian election. 11,757 hours of volunteer campaigning broke down to 6,642 pledge commitments to put the Liberals last, 10,825 door knocked, 63,842 phone dials, 349 train station handouts, 139 street stalls, election day, 1,000 volunteers at 82 voting centres. South Australian public school teachers will strike on Thursday the 29th for the first time in a decade after an overwhelming majority of union members voted to walk off the job. The half-day work action from 9am to 12 on Thursday, November the 29th will go ahead after Enterprise Bargaining Agreement negotiations with the State Government and the Australian Education Union stalled. Australian Education Union SA branch President Howard Spreadbury said members did not take industrial action lightly. Enterprise bargaining agreement negotiations started at the beginning of the year and the state government had rejected almost all of the union's demands. 
In particular, the union wants reduced class sizes, more resources for special needs children, more incentives for teachers to work in the country, and more permanency for workers. They want to take these matters out of the next enterprise agreements while asserting to us that they are not intending to cut funding, Mr Spreadbury said. But this is very much a trust-asked attitude in terms of not having them secured around the enterprise agreement. We are wanting the government to sit up and take notice. Our members are feeling strongly enough to take this action and we want them to come back to the table with serious consideration for what we brought to them this year in terms of improvements to conditions in preschools and schools which have a direct impact on the learning outcomes of our students. Mr Spreadwell predicted the majority of the 13,000 union members would take part in the strike which will see teachers attend rallies across the state before schools and preschools reopen. It is expected to affect up to 900 schools and preschools across the state. In Tasmania, the Australian Education Union members are also on the warpath with AEU stop work meetings on Tuesday the 27th of November and Wednesday the 28th of November as part of Tasmania's Need a Pay Rise campaign. They want Premier Will Hodgman to scrap the unfair 2% wage cap on Tasmanians who deliver the public services including health professionals, teachers, rangers and nurses, an arbitrary cap holding down pay rises for all Tasmanians who work. AEU members have been directed by their branch executive to attend a 45-minute 9am stop work meeting in their local area before travelling to their place of work to be on site by 10.30am. The meetings are over two days. Members in the north and northwest will attend meetings on Tuesday the 27th of November. Members in the south will attend meetings on Wednesday the 28th of November. School kids walk out on November the 30th to protest government inaction on climate change. The Castlemaine movement was inspired by the actions of 15-year-old Swedish student Greta Thunberg, who has pledged to protest outside Parliament House in Stockholm until the country catches up on its commitments under the Paris Agreement. Some students have also taken inspiration from a landmark climate lawsuit filed by 21 teenagers in Oregon against the US government for failing to take meaningful action against climate change. They argue the lack of significant action to reduce carbon emissions violates their generation's constitutional rights to life, liberty and property. The students' actions have inspired a national school strike for climate campaign that is expected to draw hundreds of students from around the country to state and territory parliaments on November the 30th. Hi everybody, this is Clem and this is Eli. This is our film we have made to support all the kids from Australia and around the world striking on the 30th of November because education is important but climate change is more important. Hello fantastic school kids. I am down here at the front line to stop the proposed Adani coal mine from going ahead and we have heard that kids all around the country are striking for climate this month and I just wanted to say that we are with you all. We are so proud of you kids taking a stand and taking back your future. Thank you. Hi, my name is Greg and I'm with Frontline Action on Coal and I just wanted to send my support to all the students taking a strike on Friday the 30th of November. Uh, 
your survival and your future is literally in your hands and I fully support students wanting to walk out to demand actual climate action from our leaders. For too long we've taken it for granted and we've let people just get rich and destroy the environment but it's your environment you're inheriting so good for you for taking action. I'll support you in any way I can. 30 strike action events have been planned but that number is expected to grow. National Union of Workers members held a snap action outside Della Rosa in Laverton, Melbourne, over more than 250,000 in unpaid wages. Della Rosa is known for its premier stone-baked pizzas made from fresh, locally grown produce. In Australia, you can find its products on the shelves of major supermarket chains, including Woolworths, Coles and Aldi. The company also has partnerships with numerous airlines, hotels and restaurants. Management refused to come out and accept letters of demand calling police to defend their office doors. NUW announced it will take the company to the federal court on behalf of Della Rosa workers. They reminded management that wage theft may soon be a criminal offence under the new Victorian Labor government. We are going to take De La Rosa to the federal court and we are going to get wage justice for these workers. With the union, all I want, all we want is justice. These people just want to shaft us all the time. Shaft the work and take the money. Shaft the work and take the money. We need to be standing strong here and supporting these boys and girls in here who are doing it hard and getting the money back for them. On Tuesday, November 20, Stick Together's Craig Garrett joined about 20,000 Queensland unionists at Emma Miller Place, Brisbane City, for the last of what was 22 individual Change the Rules rallies around Australia. Today we hear from Ros McLennan, Queensland Council of Unions General Secretary, and two stories from rank-and-file members, Tracy Bell, an early childcare educator, and Millie's story, as told by Jade Ingham, CFMEU Assistant State Secretary. Millie can't tell her own story because of legal action by the ABCC. The MC is Rowan Webb, the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union Queensland and Northern Territory State Secretary. First up is Ros McLennan. Look at all you beautiful people that give a shit. What a wonderful sight of the Yeah, There's a war on workers being waged in this country right now. At its very core, the Change the Rule campaign is about fighting against inequality in this country. Inequality is at a 70-year high. The top 1% of Australians own more wealth than the bottom 70% combined. Yeah, shame. The rules are broken. Now, the Change the Rules campaign 
is about turning 30 years of neoliberal trickle-down bullshit completely on its head. Yeah. Yeah. We have a crisis for the first time ever. The full-time worker now makes up less than half of all workers. Yeah. Workers need more power. We need more say over our lives. We need secure work that's valued. And workers need the right to withdraw our labour, the right to strike. That's the only way we're going to level the playing field and create a fair share of the big business profits that our labour helps create. As we hear from the union leaders today, we need to hear from the real voice. And what I'd like you to do is give a big Queensland and warm welcome to Tracy Bell, an early educator from the United Voice, to come to the Hey, My name is Tracy Bell, and I'm an early childhood educator from the Gold Coast. Now, I love my job. But we all know that love doesn't pay the bills. It's not right that in 2018, early childhood educators like myself are paid as little as $22 an hour, despite our qualifications. There's a wage crisis in our sector, and it's not good enough. I know that by standing united, we can make a difference. How many of you have your children here today in early learning centres? Do you think that your child's educator deserves more than $22 an hour? For nearly 19 years, I have been making that difference to the lives of children and families in all the services that I've worked in. the devastation of financial, financial distress when families can't afford to pay their fees and even worse, not afford a roof over their heads or feed these children. I've worked really hard to attain my qualifications. I have an advanced diploma and I've worked my way up as the role of Senate Director. Yet the low pay in my industry has had a huge impact on my life. As a single mother of two, I've never been able to afford to buy a house and at my age now, at 51, I doubt I ever will. There have been times where I've struggled to pay bills, stressed about putting food on the table for my own children, and I've gone without things, like I'm sure all of you have, that many have take, taken for granted. But the most worrying thing at my age is now my retirement. When I look at the balance of my superannuation account, and wonder how the hell am I going to survive when I stop working. This is a story that many in my workforce can tell. On average, women retire with $113,000 less than men. Now that's 40% less than men. Educators are one of the biggest groups of employees in Australia and they are doing a vital job. Skilled educators can't continue to work and struggle with the bills that they have to pay. Women make up more than 95% of my workforce. And I find it disgraceful to hear comments from Liberal politicians about us being glorified babysitters. I've lobbied politicians, I've rallied outside their offices, and I've even walked off the job more than once to demand equal pay. 
the government won't change the rules, then we will damn well change the government. Thank you, Tracy. Comrades of the military teacher, I'm going to ask Jane Ingham, Assistant Secretary of the CFMU, to come up. Comrades, brothers and sisters, I've been asked to come and talk to you about the ABCC. For those of you who don't know, set up under Howard 2005 to bust unions and bust workers who stick up for each other. Labor kept them in, in power as well, just changed the name. So when we say change the rules, we're going to make Labor accountable when they win government as well. Today, as a construction worker, there's a potential that you get fined $42,000 just for turning up to this rally. And now I'm going to tell you a story about my friend Millie. Millie can't speak today because of uh, she's the subject of legal proceedings that have been taken against her by the ABCC. A little while ago, allegedly Millie was working on a job where apparently the site had voted to go home. Apparently there was some industrial action that happened that day. Millie wasn't even at the meeting. Somehow they've got her phone number, they've targeted her, they've been to her house, they've been to her mum's house, they've been harassing her mum as well. All because they want her to tell a story that she wasn't even there at the meeting. They want her to give up her mates. We stick up for each other. We don't give up, for her. We don't give up our mates. Not now, not ever. yesterday by the way, so let's all wish Millie happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy Millie's a construction worker. Millie is a rank and file member of a union. That's who they've targeted. They've targeted her because of her age. They've targeted her also because she's a female. Well, who the f*** do these people think they are? <laughs> Millie will stand beside you. We'll be with you, as you know, all the way through your fight and through your struggle. This is your family, Millie. Look around. All these people are your brothers and sisters. about the real issues in the construction industry. They've never taken a bus to court once for killing a worker. Not once. They've nothing about training. They've nothing about exploitation of foreign workers. Nothing about insolvencies in the construction industry. The real issues that we have. All they do is target people like Millie. Well, Millie, we stand beside you. They started this fight. We're going to finish it. Someone fine because they call him a Muppet. Muppet. If you don't want to be called a Muppet, don't be a fucking Muppet. <laughs> I say Morrison, you say Muppet. Morrison. 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 Thanks for that. You can all chip in for my fine afterwards. You're listening to Stick Together, the only national program focusing on worker stories, union news, and social justice issues. A small group of people gathered at the eight-hour-day monument in Melbourne on November the 16th to stand in solidarity with unionists, fighting for workers' rights across the world. It's a day to stop the repression against um, unionists. And the, um, the, the day was initiated in 2014 as a joint project by a number of labour organisations in the Asia-Pacific region. 
November 16 is, was actually chosen as the anniversary of the Hacienda Luisita massacre in the Philippines in 2004, where a number of striking workers were murdered. This, this global day gives us an opportunity to stand together internationally for our right as a class. And um, the day has got six demands, and I'll just um, quickly um, um, read them out. So stop the killings of workers and unionists, free our comrades in jail, organising is not a crime, stop sexual violence against women workers, support unions as they save workers' lives, and unorganised workers are used as cheap labour and living wage for all. Now these are, are, are common issues for workers all around the world and that's why today is such an important day. What, about, what I would like to do right now is just um, go through some of the issues, some of the news items of the last um, three months for, for the region, sisters and brothers around the world um, and around our region actually go through. So I'd like to start in the Philippines where for the last two years the, the government of Duterte has uh, instituted a climate of terror by unleashing death squads throughout the country and over 20,000 working class people have actually been, been killed. Obviously organising in such a climate is very, very difficult, difficult. but workers in um, global companies like Alarica, which is a outsourcing um, uh, behind the scenes type company, and Philip Morris have actually organised because there's terrible union busting going on in the Philippines. Um, unfortunately, the, the issue of killing is very real for workers in the Philippines. And um, in, um, in uh, Sumifru, Philippines, a big banana export plantation um, in the southern island Mindanao, where over a thousand workers um, went in October went on strike, their picket line was attacked by thugs and seven workers ended up in hospital. Unfortunately, even worse, on the Saturday, October 20, nine sugarcane workers who had just joined the Negros Federation of Sugar Workers a Union were murdered by a group of unidentified gunmen. And just earlier this month, Benjamin Taruk Ramos a 56-year-old lawyer with a history of defending labour and human rights activists was murdered in the, in the provincial city of Cabalacan in the islands of Negros Occidental, again by un unidentified um, murderers. We now move to Cambodia, what we would call a democratic um, one-party state. The, um, Cambodia has had a massive uh, tourism industry in the last 15 years, which has resulted in a huge expansion of the brick-making um, uh, factories. Well, in these factories, uh, wages are usually less than 100 US dollars a month, and work days are often up to 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, the use of children is very widespread. There's also um, very uh, slack or non-existing occupational health and safety laws and there is actually not a, um, not a register of the accident rates or accidents in Cambodia in the brick kiln industries. In Thailand, a military regime has destroyed any meaningful opposition for the last four years. Although we have to say our friend and comrade Somya Truksa Kal Samsuk was released from prison earlier this year after seven years in prison for the, the crime on reporting of, uh, on, on labour issues. 
many more activists are facing jail time due to the Les Majest and the Computer Crimes Act, which um, are, are quite repressive and autocratic laws. I just want to mention one um, one strike in uh, late, um, very recently in, in Carlin, which was the 2,000 workers uh, at Mitsubishi Electric Consumer Products in Thailand, where they had a strike earlier this year. Well, they managed to reach an, an agreement, but um, the company has now forced workers to attend a four-day camp, a military, military base, to learn discipline and order, to undergo five days of training by an external human resource firm to reflect on their wrongdoing, to do a one-day uh, cleaning of all people's homes to earn merit, and then another extra day, three days at a Buddhist temple. Now, on top of all this, they've made sure that the the main 26 labour organisers of this of the strike have not been employed and they've lost their their jobs. This is the kind of, of issues that our sisters and brothers um, look at. Now, I'll briefly mention China, just because China is a huge country, it's got the biggest working class in, in the world, but it's very, very difficult to organise. And the reality is that in the last um, year and a half, uh, the Chinese government has cracked down even further on um, uh, independent labour organising. And this obviously has left workers very vulnerable in terms of wages and occupational uh, issues. In, in China, Officially, the most dangerous occupation is construction. And just in the first half of this year, there were over 1,700 reported deaths in the, um, in the construction industry in China in the first six months of this year. There were many more injuries, and of course, these are the only officially recorded um, deaths. Whether you go to Indonesia, whether you go to Bangladesh, whether you go to Pakistan, whether you earn $2 or even $1 a day, the, the bosses will tell the same thing. You are getting paid too much. You work 12 hours, you work 15 hours, they will always ask you to work a little bit extra. And it's only through our actions of workers organizing do we win a living wage, do we win a safe working environment, do we win a, a, a working week that is that it actually gives us time with our families, with our communities to enjoy. And that's why it's so important to be here and to say this is a, a day when we stand in struggle and in solidarity with all our sisters and brothers around the region and around the world because we will continue fighting because if we don't do it, no one else will do it. Thank you very much. That's it for Stick Together today. Thanks to you for listening. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 and leaving us a message. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Until next time, stick together. I dreamed I saw Joe here last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I